0: Fabric by Gerber Life is the easy one-stop shop you need with life insurance and family finance solutions all in one place. And Fabric was designed specifically to give parents like you affordable term life insurance. So it only takes 10 minutes to apply and you could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required protect your family today with fabric by gerber life apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com/solve the case that's meetfabric.com/solve the case m e e t fabric.com/solve the case policies issued by western southern life assurance company not available in certain states prices subject to underwriting and health questions Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Rabia and Ellen Solve the Case ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Welcome back, listeners. We
1: are back with Mandy Matney. The rest of our conversation, I'm here, Ellen, you're here, and we're here with Mandy. Barely. Barely, yeah. But we're here. Barely. I- yeah.
0: I am here. If you just happened upon us and you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to part one and come back because this is part two. Yeah, don't get confused. Don't start here. Don't get confused. I'm easily confused. We're going to continue our chat on the Murdoch trial with none other. Mandy Matney, the expert herself.
1: Mandy, you know this family better than, again, like as Ellen said, they know themselves at this point. Why Why do you think he did this? Who kills their own child?
0: I
2: think the answer is that none of us really want to like be able to understand that. And that I think Alex is a sociopath, narcissist, whatever. I'm not a uh, psychologist, so I can't officially (laughs) claim that. But I just think that we can't understand what's going on in his mind. However, a lot of people accept affairs as a reason, as a motive for murder a lot of motives for murders are really just men whose lives are falling apart and they feel like murder is going to fix it temporarily. And that's what happened with Alex. It was a very bigger version of it. Like there was just thing after thing that was collapsing in on him and so problematic for him at the time. And I do believe that he wanted distraction from him and he wanted to be able to be seen in this, I'm a widower, I am I just lost my son light.
1: He could have just been a widow or uh, though. I mean, like your child like that's a we see partners killing partners like every day in this country. That's not as hard to like wrap your head around. But the killing your own son is like really hard to understand.
2: Yeah, but Paul was always a problem for him. Mm. Paul and Alex, Alex was a lot like Buster. I think Paul, now that I've gotten to understand who he was a little bit more. I think Paul was just very, very misunderstood in his family. And I think that he had a lot of mental health problems that his family refused to acknowledge and worse so just gave him lots and lots of alcohol mm. and fueled it and made it even worse. And then his problems kept growing. I don't think Paul could have ever been normal if he tried with the way that he was raised. And I think that Paul was just always a big problem for him. And then with a the lawsuit that Paul caused for him, I just think that, I don't know, in his
0: crazy mind, it was putting a problem to rest. Mm-hmm. And thank you for bringing up the mental health, because from what I understand, his mental health deteriorated after Gloria Satterfield died, because she was like his second yeah. mom. And that his drinking got worse and his mental health got worse and his sort of really his behavior, for lack of a better word, really, really deteriorated. And I don't put that on a good old Southern boy thing, but I do feel like in the South, it's like, all right, let's put on our pearls and smile for the camera and everything's okay. And I do think that he might have been hurting and then her death might have sent him over the edge. Did you kind of hear that he had gone a little more downhill after she passed?
2: Um, not necessarily when Gloria died. I heard that he was worse when Mallory died. And really? just I think it was just a everything just calculated. Like snowball, yeah. Snowballing and this problem with drinking that and, and that's the thing that's like. When you're a teenager who's out of control, your parents are supposed to be the ones to reel you in. If your parents Mm -hmm. don't reel you in, the police are supposed to reel you in. Or your teachers. Paul Murdoch had none of that because of the amount of power that his family had. So in his family, just constantly, instead of letting Paul take the fall for things, they protected him from it and they just made the problem so much worse. It's sad because when I first started investigating the boat crash, I really viewed Paul as just the spoiled brat, white kid who had everything in the world for him. And his irresponsibility ended up taking a life of an innocent girl. Mm -hmm. And while all of that is true, I think he was a lot more complex. And I think that he had a lot deeper issues. And I really do think that he was It must have been horrible to be the child of Alex Mm. Um, Mm Murdoch. And it must have been really, really hard to survive that life. And it's just... Whenever I say either one of the things um, that... We should have more sympathy for Paul. Like, th- I have empathy for Paul. If I say that, people will come at me and be like, mm. but what about Mallory? And it's like, you can you can have empathy for both. Yes, absolutely. And her family didn't want this. Her family just wanted their day in court. They never wanted Paul to die. Mm. And they were really taken away from the opportunity to fully get justice.
0: Yeah. And that's awful, I think too. I have, you know, because empathy really does literally mean feeling a level of emotion as a response to you know someone else's experience i think i have sympathy for paul and empathy for mallory because to your point we Yes, he was raised like a spoiled brat, which we kind of, you know, said, but we never got to see if he was going to be able to rise above his circumstances. Maybe he could have right. turned it around. Maybe he yeah. could have said, you know what? My dad's gross. My dad is is a corrupt asshole, but I'm going to be better than that. I'm going to turn this family around. You never. Well, we will actually never know. Oh gosh, so it's getting hotter. It is getting hotter. You know what happens when it gets hotter. I don't
1: smell as good. And you know, I'm known for smelling good, so I get kind of stressed out. Well, we have a new sponsor, and that's Lumi. Because Lumi is a whole-body deodorant, okay? Not just the pits. It's the first of its kind. It's safe to use
0: anywhere on your body. But here is what Lumi does. This OBGYN developed a uniquely formulated pH-balanced deodorant, and it is... Aluminum-free, clinically proven to control odors for up to 72 hours. Any of those parts can smell after 72 hours. So some deodorants mask odors, but Lumi
1: is formulated and powdered by mandelic acid, to stop odor before it starts. It's actually a pre-odorant, which is kind of cool. Yes, that's
0: what we should say. And it's baking soda-free, paraben-free. It's all safe to use. And they have a lot of variety of scents. They have clean tangerine, that rhymes, Mm -hmm. lavender sage, toasted coconut. They've got a starter pack that's perfect for new customers.
1: It comes with a solid stick deodorant, which I love because you can travel with it, a Mm -hmm. cream tube deodorant, Two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free
0: shipping. So as a special offer for our listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code Case at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit
1: LumiDeodorant.com and use the code SOLVETHECASE. Case.
0: Rabia Blissy is back. They love us as much as we love them. Tell them about your sleep with your Blissy pillowcase.
1: Look, I've been struggling. As a lot of people know, I've been struggling for a few months because I've had a great loss. I lost my dad. And you know, that kind of trauma, like it can really affect your sleep. But things like just the right bedding can make such a difference. Mm -hmm. And I have never in my life tried a silk pillowcase before.
0: It it actually is very blissful. It really is. They're also temperature regulating because silk has that naturally insulating properties. So if Mm -hmm. you overheat while you sleep, this is for you. And you know, by
1: the way, you know how at night we put on, well, I do, like all these rich products mm-hmm. to like keep your face nice and emoliated and, you know, and then in the morning you're like, how is, why is my skin all dry? It's because your cotton bedding just absorbed it all, but Blissey will not do that. It will stay on your face. Your lotions will stay on your face.
0: And don't fall for the dupes because there are a lot of ones out there. There is nothing like Blissy, and they're 100% mulberry silk. Blissey silk pillowcases are the best ones on the market. Blissey the
1: silk pillowcases are the best ones on the market. They have a ton of different prints. I, by the way, have a very sexy white one and colors, and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone Men love them too by the way. They have over 1.5 million raving fans and you could be the next. Try now risk-free for 60 nights at slash solve the case and get an additional 30% off.
0: That's com slash s y.com/solve the case and use code solve the case to get an additional 30% off. You'll wake up feeling better than ever. Right, and it's just so sad. I mean,
2: and I, I'm with you too because I don't know. I have no idea what it would be like to feel what Paul Murdoch felt. But a couple people who who knew Paul have told me that it's very possible that he told his parents that he wanted to take responsibility oh. for the boat crash case, and his parents said no. His mm. parents said no. We're not oh. allowing that. Which I have no evidence of that. Just to be completely clear, just people who knew him very well. Did you ever, by the way, try that? to reach out to him to talk to him I don't like before? Think so. Okay, yeah, I, I was always just so ner I mean, it was nerve wracking reporting on this thing before. Because, <laughs> the, rest because- of the world was everybody was so scared. It was like you have to whisper about the Murdoch mm. family. There were d- several people that wouldn't even talk on the phone about it. I'd have to meet them wow. in person. It oh, was yeah. very, I mean, the, the level of fear mm. around this yeah. family was so crazy. So I, yeah, but I mean, I think that that's one thing that I really wish that I knew back then and just expressed more sympathy. Because you're right. And the other thing I totally believe is that when you're 19, you have a long time for to turn your life around. Yeah. And you, if you're bad at 19, that does not necessarily mean that you're going to be terrible forever. You have a lot of time to change. you were very young and everybody does stupid things. And you, that's what's so sad. We just never know what would have happened with Paul. Mm.
0: Yeah. I actually, well, this is for both of you because we kind of, we didn't really talk about it, but who do you think Mandy was the most essential witness, Mm. who do you think they believed the most? Or who did you believe the most? Who were you like, that's really going to lock... Like for the jury? Yeah. Or or for the general public. I mean, obviously, we got to see it all unfolding. But who do you think was like the most essential? To the conviction? Yeah. Besides Bubba, obviously. dang. I was going
1: to go with him. (laughs) (laughs) Bubba.
0: Honestly, Alex (laughs)
2: was the like... And a lot okay, of the jurors besides, that. Besides, yeah, besides Alex. Alex. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, a lot of the jurors were like, yeah, I mean, we were sure then, but then we were <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. goodbye when he started talking. I mean, a lot of the women who testified were very credible. Yeah. Like Miss Shelley, the yes. woman who took care of his mother.
0: And what did he take? That he was sitting at the house.
1: He was at the house. Say it again. He was at the house. And I'm
3: not 100% following He was telling you or saying to you that he was at the house? Mm-hmm. When? Home. The night of the murders. The, the night. night of the murders? Yes. What was he telling you about that he was at the house the night of the murders?
0: That he'd been there 30 to 40 minutes.
3: Was he telling you that? Did he ask you anything about that when he was talking to you? <laughs> yes. Did he indicate to you what he wanted you to do with that information? No. no. What no, did he say? He didn't say that he was at the house. 30 or 40 minutes, I said. You said what? Was he there 30 or 40 minutes at night?
0: Not to my recall. Why are you
1: crying? Because
0: he's a good
3: good family. And I love working here. And I'm sorry all this happened.
2: I think with her, the Colleton County jury could feel her fear in her
1: position.
0: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's another thing. That was going to be my answer, too. Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Like. She struggled saying anything negative about him, but she knew she had to tell the truth.
1: And her evidentiary value was very high because she basically ruined, I mean, the timeline that she she gave, first of all, it was corroborated with the, the data that they pulled from his car, right? And also it destroys his, I mean, it's just one more lie exposed. So I think she had really high evidentiary value.
2: Yeah. Right. And just the emotional. I feel like a lot of lawyers overlook at some point, not all, but at some point there's just so many witnesses and so many like things that the jury has to go home and think about it, but they're humans at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So like, it's the emotional testimonies that really move them to do something yeah. and move yeah. them for that conviction. And I think Miss Shelley, the thing about her testimony was Like, I would imagine a lot of the people in Colleton County also know that, like, her testifying against the Murdochs is potentially ruining her livelihood and potentially Mm -hmm. ruining her ability to make money in Hampton County. Because Alex's brothers and their family are still going, I mean— they still have power there, and we can't forget that. And she didn't have to say anything for everybody to get that, you know, which was just mm-hmm. so, and you could tell that she did not want to be there and that the last place in the world that she wanted to be doing was to be testifying against Alex Murdoch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And, yeah, I, I mean, totally I,
0: I think Shelley. What do you think? I think Miss Shelley and Blanca. Mm. Blanca was very well-spoken, and I agree. I could really, really feel Shelly Smith's internal struggle and she knew what was right then she knew what she had to say, but it was very hard for her. And being a woman of color in that area and who knows what kind of threats she may have gotten, I guess what is the feeling there now? I've heard that it's quite divided, but there is still a big population of people who really believe the wrong person is was convicted. Do you get that sense? I think that's small
2: circles. I don't, I think the overwhelming majority. And when I started doing this a couple of years ago, I was really afraid to start talking to people in Hampton County and gradually person by person heard from so many different people from so many different backgrounds and so many different every uh, places of the county that like they, and they all said like, thank you for what we're doing. Hampton County has needed this. And they say it very quietly and they say, don't use my name, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
2: but that's still kind of how it is. It's like, hush, hush, but we appreciate this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I think the problem where they're stuck is that everyone knows that it's, wasn't just Alex involved in a lot of these crimes and there's corruption within our police. There's corruption within our judicial system. There's corruption that's all linked to this case that those of us who really care about change want that to be the next step. Mm. And it's not like everybody's just like celebrating with a sigh of relief. It's just Mm -hmm. kind of this like, oh, well that's one part of this,
1: but there's so much more. Yeah. Can I, can we talk about Buster? Yeah. What's the deal with Buster? (laughs) (laughs) What's the deal with Buster, man? Well,
2: he's trending on Twitter Is this he? morning. I, there's all these trolls that are supporting. I don't know Bond army, whatever. Yeah, it's a bot. Um, That's not real. So I'm gonna be <laughs> careful with what I say, okay. but um, I don't. Uh, just in generally speaking, I don't get Buster. Mm-hmm. I've never under. I've talked to several people who knew him. I I don't get him. I I don't think. I don't think he's complex like Paul was. Mm. I think he's pretty, like, go along to get along the Murdoch way. He was taught to be, I think the best comparison is kind of like a a kid in the royal family. Like, they're taught to just be stoic Mm. and not to have opinions and not not make noise. And they're raised like that. So it's very confusing for them to speak for themselves. Do
1: you think he could have had anything to do? Because Ellen and I talked about this a little bit. She's like, maybe he had some involvement, do you think?
2: No, mm-hmm. I don't. I just think he's just the pro well, I, He was in Rock Hill on the day of, mm. which is like 4 hours away from f- 3 4 hours away.
0: Who corroborated that alibi?
1: Ellen's That's
2: not a buying good question. it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need to ask. Well, I it's just, always
2: really hard because if you start asking que- people are like, "Oh my gosh, like get off a of buster." And mm. there are questions about Buster that we need to answer because I mean, he he is like Alex, which is scary. We don't know that much about him, which kind of makes it yeah.
1: more mysterious.
0: It's those shark eyes for me. <laughs> and, I don't sharks
1: take offense at this uh, comparison. It's just
0: that, you know, in the Kendrick Johnson case, there they have, you know, those brothers and there's video and there's 50 yeah. witnesses. Yeah. But, like, everyone keeps saying... Buster wasn't there, but, like, is there a receipt from a diner? Did he check into the gym? Did he go to a Shark Eyes meeting? His girlfriend. Okay.
2: Yeah. Ooh. And his phone who was is bald. she?
0: And yeah.
1: you know what I mean? Like— Are you saying that the girlfriend is the only corroboration? I fi- I figured they checked his phone record, saw where his cell phone was, tracked his car. I mean, like, you know, like, actual—
0: I need to check okay. again, but— I'm just wondering because—
1: <laughs> Ellen's about to make a citizen's arrest.
0: I don't—I just—if that were me— mm-hmm and I had nothing to do with something, I would go, okay, look, see, I went into the Dollar Tree at 4.23 because I went there and got the surveillance, and then I went into Panera Bread, and here's my receipt, and it just was like, well, he's he wasn't there. He wasn't there. And I, I'm like, okay, but don't we want to make sure? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. going to trust the
1: investigators did some of that. They had to have.
0: I'm just saying because I could be convinced there were two people. Uh. What, Mandy? What is your? Yeah, th- yeah. Like, this, I want
1: to hear what Mandy has I to guess say.
0: my thought is can you bet your home, bet all of your worldly possessions? I would bet my Christmas ornament collection. <laughs> it's very, very valuable. Can you absolutely say that he is the one who pulled both triggers to absolutely take the lives of both Paul and Maggie? Yes, uh, I'm but, with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, w- I want. to hear the but, and I want to hear the
2: explanation. I do think that somebody could have helped him clean up or get rid of evidence. Or I think that I believe in my heart <laughs> that other people knew that he did it that night.
1: And oh, like who? I Are you not going to say? Can't say
2: yet. Oh, but
1: okay, I'm intrigued.
2: I am. There's just a lot of suspicious. And that's another thing that I struggle with this case because, like you just did, and I do the same thing. If it were me, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But these people are not like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, You're right. You're they right. have lived on soft pillows and had lots of lay- lots of cushy, cushy mm-hmm. things to crash into. And... They don't even, nobody even lets them crash. Like, mm. it's, it's just a different, it's just, the pedestal is so high for them there. In t- yeah, it's just such a different reality that, and like, uh, somebody told me a long time ago, like, these people are not used to even being questioned. Yeah. Like, they're used to just saying something, and then everybody being like, okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what I think happened with the murders. Like, I think that Alex just thought that he could do it and be like, oh, it's these guys. Mm. Go away. and that that would exist. but it And that would happen,
0: but it didn't. You, but Robbie, what do you think? You would bet the farm that he pulled the trigger on
1: both? I think he did it alone. I think he did it alone. alone. Because, they, I mean, the timeline is so tight. I don't think that there was space for somebody else's involvement. I mean, we're talking about, we hear this video, right? Like the, or we see the Snapchat video, they're killed like right in the aftermath of it. And there's nobody else to hear. There's no acknowledgement from Paul or Maggie. There's another person there. He's at his mom's. I mean, like, it's like, I don't see how anybody could fit into it. I want to ask you the theory, because I was like, where are the guns and the clothes? That's the part that I'm like, how he, he's an idiot, how was he able to conceal that stuff? How could they not find that stuff? Like, how much time? He didn't have a whole lot of time. Did he have a lot of time? Could he have done it the next day when he concealed it? Like, where? The police were there that, like, right then. Like, that night.
2: I think he stored it at his parents' house. I think mm. the back shed or whatever they called it at his parents' house Where I think he stored the guns there. And there's this crazy theory that, like... But everything in this story has ended up being, like, stranger than fiction. So... <laughs> There's been a theory floated around that they are buried with his father, who died three days after
1: the. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. And
2: it's (laughs) great. I laugh because it's the craziest
1: thing that you've ever heard, but... It's actually not. It could be, yeah. I've covered a a case in which we had a a victim was exhumed because we thought the murder weapon was with her. Anyway, no, like that was a a case I actually did. So it's actually not crazy. So did... uh, We didn't find the weapon. Did
2: the family give permission to exhume?
1: Yeah. Like,
2: or... was Because in this case, case, I think the family needs... Right. From my understanding, police just can't be like... Oh, we have a warrant to search. Like they need to be on just yeah. like in that case. Yeah. yeah.
0: And oh. it's just crazy. They did not search the property that night. Right. And and they didn't search Almeida, um, his parents' house. Yeah. Which so, so he could have Stored them away. It was not the best investigation in terms no. of the crime scene. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a a Jean Benet. They, I mean, it was a disturbed crime scene. They didn't search the area. It's a whole lot of mishagas that could have gone wrong for sure.
2: But I will say that, like, they didn't search Almeida because, it, which is Alex's parents' house, like, everything goes back to the power, right? And the, mm-hmm. the Murdoch's mm-hmm. influence. And I guarantee you if it was one of us and we said... Hey, I was just at my parents' house. I'm coming. They would have searched her parents' house. But this case, they're like, hey, that's at my dad's house. And who's their dad? Like Randolph Murdoch, who's this super intimidating figure that all of the police in the Lowcountry knows Mm -hmm. because he was a solicitor for 20 years. Yeah. Are
1: you going to search a solicitor's house? Yeah.
2: Right. Exactly. And like, who wants to make that phone call? And how are they going to do that? And not saying that it's an excuse, it's just, Mm. it, it unfortunately did. Put a damper on the investigation. Uh, it, it didn't. It didn't ruin the investigation, but it definitely cast doubt on some of it, which
0: sucks. How do you guys think that Dick and Jim did defending him? I want to
1: hear Ravi's. <laughs> I think from what I've seen, there were moments definitely that they didn't that, you know, and, and that happens with every in every case, in every trial, you know, defense counsel and the prosecutors, you fumble the ball sometimes. But given the circumstances, they probably did the best they could. I don't know how much better you know what I mean? They're like what could what could they have done to protect this defend defend this defendant against Honestly some of the overwhelming evidence the prosecution had I don't know. I mean the witnesses that you know the that video footage I just don't know what they could have done better. Manny what do you think?
2: Well I have a history with Dick and Jim.
1: Oh, let's hear that. this. Mm. I mean, not really.
2: They—they okay. they both ha- kind of. Right after the shooting in 2021, when the the fake roadside shooting thing um, in court, Dick made a comment about me that was super sexist and weird, mm. and it was like he was caught on a hot mic, kind of, and basically like trying to discredit me and. And then a couple weeks later, like Jim tried to pick a fight with me on Twitter about the medical records proving that like Alex was shot. It was like, it, it was like at 10 o'clock at night and oh he my God. seemed like he had been like
0: three whiskeys back probably. Drinking a yeah, and,
2: and like, y- you know who I'm going to get at that Manny Matney girl. Right. And <laughs> it was just really weird. Oh, we riot at dawn. And so there's just been these things and they've mentioned me in a bunch of court filings. And just, but I I just have to say, like, as a journalist, full disclosure, I do not like either one of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and yeah. I try from the, like, I really try to look dr- throughout the case, but... I believe that there's always bias in journalism, mm. like, and I just like to be transparent about it. And so that's my, like, I don't like them from the beginning, but I did try to be like, what are they doing good here? What are the blah, blah, blah. And I really think, and one of my friends who's a prosecutor was like, I would have just had Alex say that, like, he got involved in some really dangerous drug cartel types and, like, alluded to that a little bit. Uh, it's They just needed something else, but it was just so scattered. And I think that their main problem is that they underestimated everybody. I think that they Mm. just really thought that, like, Alex could take the stand and they could do their intimidating. And another thing that, like, I noticed, and again, I don't like them, but a lot of people on Twitter said the same thing. The way that Dick Harpootlian came off, especially to a lot of women in court, you— As an attorney, you want your you want the jury to at least think that you're a decent person. Like you don't want them to be like grossed out by you. Right.
0: (laughs) Was she the one that attacked that forensic? The woman who is, oh, we need to play a clip of that because that was so aggressive and demeaning. And it was insulting to her career because she was giving scientific fact. Mm. And he's like, well, she's going on and on and on. Yes, it's a respected treatise. But this is, is um, specific to a contact shotgun wound to this, this is what this is describing.
1: Really? Well, it's fu- You know, it, it doesn't matter. I can look at my photos. I can look. If you're going to talk uh, about uh, theory, uh, the doctor, photos. Doctor, your, your honor, I'd you, I would ask to you, you to, complete you this to answer. tell the witness to be responsive. Um, she is going on a diatribe. Oh, excuse excuse me. me. I'm asking the court to instruct her to answer the question as specifically as she can. She uh, she goes off on tangents. And and, uh, I'm
3: sorry. I'm sorry. You may continue answering the question. You Remember what the question was?
0: No, that's your question.
1: Is this
3: series of shots from the book depicting a contact wound? I think that's what I understand. Yes.
2: It was horrible, yeah.
0: (laughs) That was inappropriate,
2: and then it can only hurt your client, right? Like if you're just, if it's very, if it's so cringy, and everybody who's a human is watching it, be like, you're just like this. This woman's just clearly trying to do her job, and mm-hmm. he also would do this thing with, especially the female agents. He would say like, "So what makes you so special? Why are you a special agent? Like, mm. <laughs> it's just so."
1: Questioning then, their credentials,
2: right? And extra degrading to women. I mean, he wasn't great to the male witnesses either. But it just all came off as very cringy. So I think that, like, if we're analyzing the trial, I think Dick Harpootlian could have at least tried to be and pretend to be a nice guy to the jury yeah. and just yeah. pretended to be. I think he wanted. I think he thought the main persona, Southern lawyer, would win, but it didn't.
0: I actually am shocked. Bringing that up and remembering my reaction to that, I'm kind of shocked that Judge Clifton Newman didn't step in a little. It, it, it was really harassing. And I felt like Judge Clifton Newman was really fair. And now thinking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, why didn't he say something? And there were times
2: when I swore Dick and Jim would try to would just like ask for things of Judge Newman when they knew it was ridiculous but they wanted everybody to think that Judge Newman was like after them so I think Judge Newman kind of mm. held back on something because mm-hmm. he was he was constantly correcting Dick and Jim on different things
1: mm-hmm.
2: but yeah and shout out to Judge Newman I mean w- what a shining shining example of justice and integrity yeah. and a good person in South yeah. Carolina and we're just so glad.
0: He is on my Christmas card list for sure <laughs> And learning that he had just lost his son three or four weeks before, and he still was so fair and so regal and well-spoken, and his closing words to Alec will not soon be forgotten, that's for sure.
3: This has been perhaps one of the most troubling cases, not just for me as a judge, for the state, for the defense team, but for all of the citizens in this community, all the citizens in this state, and as we've seen based on the media coverage there throughout the nation, you have a wife who's been killed, murdered, a son savagely murdered, a lawyer, a person from a respected family who has controlled justice in this community for over a century, a person whose grandfather's portrait hang at the back of the courthouse that I had to have ordered removed in order to ensure that a fair trial was had by both the state and the defense. It's also particularly troubling, uh, Mr. Murdoch, because (coughs) as a member of the legal community and a well-known member of the legal community, you've practiced law before me and we've seen each other at various occasions throughout the years. And it was especially heartbreaking for me to see you go in the media from being a, a grieving father who lost a wife and a son to being a person indicted and convicted of killing them. And you've engaged in such duplicitous conduct here in the courtroom, here on the witness stand. And as established by the testimony, I don't question at all the decision of the state not to pursue a death penalty. But as I sit here in this courtroom and look around the many um, portraits of judges and other court officials and reflect on the fact that over the past century, your family, including you, have been prosecuting people here in this courtroom, and many have received a death penalty, probably for lesser conduct. A notice of alibi was filed in this case by counsel in November, and we conducted a hearing, pretrial hearing, in which you claimed to have been someplace else at the time the crime was committed. Then, after all of the witnesses placed you at the scene of the crime, at the last minute, last minutes or days, you switched courses and admitted to being there. And Then that necessitated more lies and continued to lie, but within your own soul, you have to deal with that, and I know you have to See Paul and Maggie during the night time when you're attempting to go to sleep. I'm sure they come and visit you, and every night, yeah, I'm sure. And they will continue to do so, and and reflect on the last time they looked you in the eyes.
2: Yeah, he did a phenomenal job, and again, yeah, with that context of he literally just lost his son, yeah, yeah, unexpectedly a couple weeks before the case, yeah. I would just like to know how he like is able to remain so calm. I want that (laughs) because I just want to throw things sometimes.
0: Yeah, no, same. There's a reason why I sit in a room of flamingos with a microphone and not in a judge's seat. We are so grateful for your time, Mandy. Yes, thank you so much. You are amazing. Congrats on all of your hard work.
1: Mandy, Ella and I have spoken so many times about, do you think she's doing on something else? What else are she working on? What cases you working on? And
0: I was like, I'm sure you are, and you can't tell us. Well, I know you're going to dive into the Stephen Smith case a little bit more. So before you go... Tell us where people can follow your next journey, and anything else you want to say. We have the most loyal, wonderful listeners, so Uh anything you want to share with them is great.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I love you both. This has been really fun, and I can't wait to. I'm sure I love meeting different crowds
0: of listeners
2: (laughs) when I go on different podcasts. Like there, and I'm sure y'all have.
1: You gotta join our Facebook group. They'll love you. They'll be so excited. Yeah.
2: I will. Yeah. I will. I will. I I haven't really been on Facebook. I got real yeah, yeah. toxic, as I'm sure you know. post <laughs> your yeah. yeah.
0: crime groups. Yeah. God, they could be vicious. Where's the best place people can reach yeah. out to you? Is that on Twitter?
2: Twitter. Manny Matty on Twitter or Instagram, Manny Manny. Yeah, those are probably two of the best places. And our podcast, Murdoch Murders podcast, we are still continuing. We might change mm, the name mm-hmm. at some point. And Hapa Justice, which is our kind of legal analysis legal journalism talk. We have the awesome. episodes every week.
1: Congratulations on all your
2: success. All
0: right. Well we can't thank you enough. And please keep in touch with us. Yeah. and Come back anytime. I'm and excited. we love you and you're always welcome. You gotta come
1: back after the Steven Smith stuff. Yeah, we gotta talk that. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah absolutely. absolutely. We will we have let a long long you go. Thank you My name guys. Is
0: Mandy. All
2: right. Have a good one. It's really too. nice meeting you.
1: Okay, well, you know, I'm really happy to know that basically Mandy and I are kind of on the same page with the entire case. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, She is awesome. And she really did. She was boots to the ground. She did so much great research. And that's what it's all about. I just respect her so much. I'm so grateful I mean, that she was able to come and talk with us. She is a true
1: investigative journalist, right? So she's mm-hmm. like, she is like, she has got sources. She's not just relying on sources. She's not connected. The way when we do research, we're not just looking for like documents online or things people have said. She's like going straight. She can talk to people on the ground. She has so much credibility mm-hmm. there. I loved when she was like, oh, yeah, those National journalists—they had to be there because they didn't have sources. But you know, I can—I got everybody in my pocket. <laughs> so, yeah, I love and it, and I'm so excited that she is actually in re, uh, like investigating the Stephen Smith murder. I'm going to call it. I think it was a murder because that family deserves justice, and I don't know, Lester might want to look out. They
0: absolutely did. They just closed the case and didn't really think much of it so we hope that you follow Mandy and all of the great work that she's doing and we hope you continue to l- listen to us and please give us a follow on social media we are at Rabia and Ellen on all platforms and you can find Rabia on her favorite platform which is Facebook in our Facebook group right Rabia I was
1: gonna say discord but okay Facebook's cool too <laughs> I'm just learning about discord but yeah it's our private Facebook group you gotta answer a couple questions and and we will let you, I will personally let you in. Yes. We're also on will. Instagram
0: and Twitter. If you would like to leave us a message a compliment. or a request or a compliment, we give you a monthly Speak Pipe episode, and you can reach us at speakpipe.com slash solve the case and we love hearing your questions we love hearing your voice and leave us a message and maybe we will answer it live on the episode and don't
1: forget to tell people I mean we just expect you to be talking about Robbie and Ellen all the time with family and friends as because you know we are we are also family and friends share the show rate and review if you like us and if you don't we love you but don't do don't, don't rate us and review us
0: if you have something mean to say just say it to our DMs just whisper it we at can night. handle it. Yeah, Yeah, yeah,
1: DM it to us.
0: Speak pipe it to us. I'm okay with that too. Speak pipe it to us. We can listen to your (laughs) voice while you tell us off. We love that. All right, Rabia. this was such a great episode. I'm so glad we got to close off the Murdoch murders with none other than Mandy Matney. All right, Raviya. Until next
1: time. Love you, Ellen. Bye bye. Love you.